0: Hi. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going? Good. This is voracious. I'm Taylor Ginter. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, everyone. My name's Marley Foster. We're glad you're here. I'm like, if
0: we don't start off right away saying it, I I, it's never going to happen.
1: I know. That's true. Good job. Thanks. Logistics queen.
0: <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's up? I know you had a very exciting week. Hell yeah, I did. I'm never gonna stop talking about it. I saw Harry Styles on Wednesday night.
1: Um, it is in one of my top five life experiences. Best concert I have ever been to. And I've been to, like, a decent amount of concerts. So good. Everything I wanted it to be and more. Like, the, like... Like, I've had little brief moments of post-concert depression, but it hasn't totally sunk in because I'm still sort of, like, floating. Mm. So, we'll see. Um, But, yeah, it was great. For those who don't know, I made my own dress to wear to the show. And it was awesome. Like, I'm so happy with how it turned out.
0: You got recognized. You're Like, a lot, which was really cool. (laughs) So, Marley's also famous on TikTok. um, And she's been... (laughs) like uh what's the word i'm looking for documenting yeah documenting this process of making her dress and like it's been like two months yeah it's been a while and like people recognized her for it like from online like when we were at the um louis concert in london like she recognized someone and was like i followed that girl on tiktok i was like how did you recognize her and you were like because she was posting about what outfit she was gonna wear tonight and
1: then that was you yes but people like came up to me which was really cool
0: yeah that's awesome it was
1: really nice i met one other person who like we follow each other on tiktok oh yeah yeah i was walking like uh my friend was in line for merch and i was walking to see if there was like a shorter line somewhere else and so I was by myself and I was walking and I hear this voice just go, you! And I turned around <laughs> and i went, you! <laughs> we like recognized each other at the same time. Um, it was great. She had a bag of pride flags, which she gave me two of, one for me and uh, one for my friend. I lost mine, which was very sad, but I had it for quite a while and waved it around for quite a while. So you got a cute video out of it. I did, yeah. Um, so it was really cool. Like it was cool to meet her. Um And her friend and just, like, everyone that I talked to was so nice. Um, It was
0: really great. Yeah, that sounds like, I mean, besides, I'm sure, just being, like, great music and, like, a very talented performer, like, just, like, the community around this event, like, that really made it for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I guess that's part of why I'm not, like, totally depressed yet that the concert is over because the show was awesome and I am sad, like, not to you know to not know when the next time is that I'm gonna see those musicians right and see Harry live um but I do feel like so much of this now like a lot of the anticipation for me was about the show but also so much of it has become about um the things that I'm making and the people that I'm meeting and all of these other things that are still growing and still happening even yeah. though it's over um, so it's not about Harry it's about me <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> it's it's a lot about harry but it's like a little bit about me um so that was really cool i was i think i said this to someone else earlier today like if this 15 seconds of internet fame is what seven years of art school and a lot of like mm-hmm. really intense personal growth gets me i'll take it i'm i'm happy with that you know i want more in life than just this but like this has been super fucking cool and not something i ever could have anticipated so it was awesome. I think I'm going to, I want to list my design for this dress on my Etsy shop. Like, I want to sell them, like, made to order. I couldn't just make a bunch of these and have them sitting around, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think I could have a decent turnaround if people did, like, a, a made to order situation. And then we could even, like, customize them a little bit, like, different colors and things. Or, like, instead of, like, a
0: star on the back, like, wait, yeah. no, there wasn't a star in it. The there was star a star was in the vest
1: made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah we could make like small like i still want the core of the design to be the same like the silhouette mm-hmm. and the materials and stuff but we could make small changes custom so i'm gonna look into that this weekend like how to make those kinds of listings um to have like different choices and are made to order um so i'm excited about that like several people commented and we're like, wow, like, where'd you get this? I want one. Or like, I would buy this. And I keep replying to all of them, like, if you're serious, <laughs> um, <laughs> just wait a couple days. Um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people are just trying to be nice, but like big picture, that's what I want to do is like design these things and sell them so that other people can have them too. Yeah. That so
0: cool. No, that's so cool. I love this so much for you. Like, Thank you. yeah, I don't think anyone saw this coming, but like, it makes sense and you're killing it and yeah. you're having fun.
1: Thank you. Whenever I need a tall model for something, I'm gonna call you. <gasps>
0: yes, please. Oh my god. Yeah. If you need to like if anybody requests like tall clothing or just like tall anything, like hit me up. Y'all, <laughs> if you are not tall and you have never shopped for tall person clothing before, it is the worst. So this is a podcast. You can't see me. I'm like five ten, five eleven. Yeah, I'm like five four. Yeah. And um, for all our international listeners out there, that's, like, um, 180 centimeters. So I'm tall. Yeah. Um, and yeah. pants are never long enough, even when I order, like, the long... You do legs. have some long legs, too. Like Yeah. You know, yeah. But even just, like... I'd say even if I just got, like, a normal, like, long sleeve shirt, like, the sleeves usually aren't long enough either. Mm-hmm. Uh, shirts are okay. But, yeah, it's really the pants. And, like, I'm getting really into, like um jumpsuits recently and they're cute as heck but like th- they're the same issue I have with the pants like it's just I'm ready for the flood you know <laughs> <laughs> Your high waters love it climate change come and get me
1: yep <laughs> wow
0: that you know
1: what a statement about American fashion like I'm still thinking about the Met Gala from a few weeks ago and how disappointed mm-hmm. I am in like 80% of the looks um And the fact that there was a Black Lives Matter protest nearby and several Mm -hmm. people got arrested, which was ridiculous, um, while the Met Gala was happening. Like, yeah, Met Gala, have your event to, like, be a fundraiser for the Costume Institute. But couldn't we also, like, require some of these celebrities to donate to charitable causes as, like, part of their entry fee? Yes, we could. Um, Couldn't we also wear outfits, number one, made by designers from the States? And number two, tackling social issues or just being funny? Yes. So many missed opportunities.
0: Um, Paloma <laughs> agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. Paloma gets it. She knows.
1: She gets it. Um, but yeah, okay. Cause like ultimately that's part of what I want to do with this clothing too, is like provide really fun, exciting pieces for people who have a hard time finding them. Yeah, in, like, normal stores, right? Um, so maybe we do branch into like a tall extended yes. length so you'll be you'll have to be my fit model for that because I am 5'4 I'm pretty sure I convinced some of my online students last year that I was taller than that
0: Mm -hmm. on purpose or they just no
1: I just I like to think that I have a presence
0: you got a tall personality
1: yeah I have a tall personality and I have big hair so when you can only see me from the waist up Or, like, if you're only seeing, like, part of my body, I think I come across as a tall person. Um, And I've also learned how to make myself look taller in photos based on the way that I stand and the clothes that I
0: wear. Mm. I was going to say, also, you've, like, your whole family is pretty tall.
1: Yes. It's a cat raised by dog situation, for
0: sure. (laughs) Um. See, and, like, a lot of my friends are, like, your height. Yeah, and so like I'm just used to like I'm used to hanging out with people your height maybe like a couple inches taller so like to me <laughs> that's just like normal height and like I I feel like I see myself like as the same height until we oh, like stand in a mirror yeah. or until I'm like walking next to yeah. like I was walking next to Zach Gwynn once and like we just like looked over each other we're like oh my god we're the same height we could take these like really long strides and <laughs> it's afterwards. like we left like <laughs> Amelia and Ani in the dust by accident <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that was something we talked about on the trip because we're in London, right? And like, I'm checking my little step count app <laughs> on my phone. And Taylor's step count is what it was consistently like 1500 steps fewer than mine.
0: Yeah. Because we, we did were, the like, same we,
1: thing. Yeah. If we were like sitting next to each other on the train one day, and I looked over and I was like, your legs are, like, six inches longer than mine. <laughs> which, like, I knew because we've been friends for so long. But because I hadn't seen you in person in so long, I forget about. Because I also just
0: think that we're the same. Yeah. Um, and we're not. Yeah, that was, like, the first thing. Like, when I walked up to you and you were like, I forgot how tall you were. I know, which is
1: dumb because it's, like, I've known you for, like, eight years now. <laughs> but we just hadn't been in person in a while. And I was like, wow, damn.
0: This no, it's, like, it's, like, my favorite thing, like, so last year, like, our whole cohort for work was, like, virtual, because we're, like, all placed throughout Iowa, and, like, we finally met up, like, the last week of work, and, every, like, that was my favorite, and everyone's like, whoa, like, you're so tall, just, like, the, like, difference between, <laughs> like, virtual and in-person is fun.
1: Yeah, it is. I've had that experience with a couple students this semester, like, I taught them online, last year and now I'm like running into them on campus um, yeah it's weird times but yeah for real yeah so what what about you so I went to Harry Styles it was life-changing it was great blah blah uh, blah I talked about I made a video when I got home last night just to try to like gather my thoughts almost as like I, I treat it kind of like journaling yeah. but I'm just talking to the camera I talked for 15 minutes
0: straight
1: <laughs> to myself So I won't um, burden y'all with all of that, but let's just say it was incredible. If you would like to see some of my videos, my TikTok handle is at Foster. Please come join the party. Same as her Etsy. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Thank you. See, you're so good. (laughs) (laughs) You're so good. Um,
0: But what about you? How has your week been? Happy October! Happy happy October October. (laughs) Um, happy gotcha. six days till your birthday. To keep yeah, dude, you. I still haven't,
1: like, invited people to do anything, because I've been so focused on the concert.
0: Yeah, so, that,
1: I mean, honestly, like, that's your birthday. Yeah, it's the start of birthday week, so, that's like, true. I think tomorrow I'll I'll text some friends in town and try
0: to figure something out, but
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, thank you. What have you been up to? Yeah,
0: see, I knew you were gonna, like... I knew coming into this, I'm like, oh, Marley's got big news. Like, she's going to be so excited. She did so much this week. And I was like, what did I do? And I was like, honestly, it was a, like, pretty standard week for me. Um, That can be good. Yeah. It was, like, I worked a lot. um, And that was kind of fun. We had our, um, like, speaking of meeting work people in person, our, like, state team came and, like, watched me like teach some lessons like did observations and i got to meet one of them for the first time in person and it was nice we like went and got mexican food at this one place caucho Ooh. um but okay y'all i'm about to go on another rant besides tall people clothing photos of saguaros if you don't know saguaros s-a-g-u-a-r-o those are the giant cactus that you see like they like picture like one it's long like the stereotypical cactus yeah, like, one, like, long cylinder, and then it's got, like, the arms coming out. Like, even, like, sometimes in yoga, they'll say, like, make a cactus, and it's, like, making, like, a goalpost with your arms, right? Um, They don't grow in pots. You would never see one in pots, in a pot. Um, They are fucking tall, like, taller than me. They're huge. Um, yeah, like, they're, like, I, I want to say, like, at least, like, 10 feet tall. And that's, like, yeah. that would be, like, a small one. And, like, you just, like, you don't keep them in your, like... They're more like trees, almost. Yeah, yeah, they kind of are. Like, you wouldn't, like, like, maybe you would have one in your front or backyard, like, if your house was built near one, but, like, you wouldn't, like, just have one, like, in a pot as, like, a plant, you know? Okay. Um, so whenever I see one, like, depicted in, like, a little, like, graphic that's, like, in a pot, like, it grinds my <laughs> gears. And so at this, okay. like, Mexican restaurant, they had, like, a, like, neon sign of one, like, in a pot. And it's good food, so like I'll <sighs> I'll my next question back, is but... what
1: is the Mexican food like in Iowa?
0: Um yeah, Cedar Rapids, I had like one like not great it was fine. I mean, it was just like very like American Mexican food. Um this one is okay. This one is pretty good. It's like kind of more like a eclectic, like think like contemporary type place, like rather than like it's two AM. I'm drunk and I need a burrito, and the only place that's open is a Nico's Taco Shop. Shout out to Nico's. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is real specific, Taylor. (laughs) I know no one in Tucson even listens to this podcast. (laughs) Maybe they will one day, you know. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so this place, like the fillings are fun. Like they had um, like a veggie chorizo, and um, so I got like a. El pastor with like veggie chorizo and like some other stuff but like they pride themselves on their tortillas because they like hand make their tortillas and like Ooh, they're fine i know but they're fine but like i have very high standards for tortillas too yeah and these cool. ones are corn tortillas corn tortillas so i like flour tortillas did i eat? yeah we got mexican food after the desert museum when he visited me no yeah,
1: it was really good because we've talked about this before yeah. like Arizona Mexican food and Texas Mexican food are not the same because Arizona Mexican food is Mexican food. And you can find that in Texas, but for all of us Texans who may sometimes forget, that is not the same. Mexican food and Tex-Mex are not the same. Both are wonderful. Both are like authentic in their own ways, but they're not the same, right? So if you're someone like me, who's from a city, and I like grew up in the suburbs you're probably more used to Tex-Mex and that's not the same as Arizona Mexican food or like straight up food in Mexico
0: yeah well and like Mexican food is so like in Mexico like it's so regional that like even the type of Mexican food I'm used to like is Sonoran Mexican food like we're in the Sonoran desert and so like that's a very specific type of Mexican food like there's not a ton of seafood, like, there's just, like, specific, like, um, like, staples that you would find, and, like, the way the rice is made, and the Mm -hmm. way the beans are, like, just that kind of stuff, so I'm, yeah, I'm privy to a very certain type of Mexican food, and then also even, like, think of Chinese food, like, when I lived in northern China, like, China also has a very, like, regionalized food scene, and, like, northern China, like, it's so cold there that it's, like, a Mm. bunch of, like, heavy hearty foods like and like root vegetables and like stews and stuff and so like oh fucking love it and like i'll eat like other know. types of chinese food too but like if i'm like specifically missing harbin food it's like okay i gotta find like a don't yeah. a restaurant
1: yeah because like you can find a lot of really great like regional food here in the states like regional asian food regional mexican food things like that but you do have to be looking for because a lot of times they'll like, just quote-unquote mexican food or quote-unquote chinese or quote-unquote japanese like it's it's sort of a an interpretation (laughs) a like generalized version and that's all right if that's what you're going for and some of that stuff is delicious but it is uh different to say the least yeah but yeah we do love we do love scratch tortillas shout out to H-E-B for their tortillas (laughs) in my bakery session (laughs) the same but still good
0: someone um I know from high school actually I know her from middle school too but um I guess she just moved to Texas like she moved to Austin and she posted that um you know like the shine popsicle bars like Honest, stick She saw like mango ones with tahini on the outside. Mm. I was like, oh my god, those look so good. Where'd you that get them? Great. Yeah, and she's like Texas. Like I've never seen them anywhere else before. Like <laughs> I was like H E B, and she was like, you know it. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, that that tracks. That sounds uh, <laughs> absolutely like what happened there.
1: <laughs> we love it <laughs> so please let me know yeah if you go i'll look for some i don't ever buy
0: popsicles or think about popsicles but I'll, I'll
1: see if they have them here i bet they do
0: i got i also don't really think about popsicles usually but i was buying those like i mean they were always otter pops growing up for me but it's like the like long like two plastic ones that come yeah. like liquidy and you freeze them those are pretty yes, fun yes, i had really those fun. this summer
1: yeah i think almost every time i've had one of those i've been in a swimming pool
0: right yeah <laughs> she's great okay well this is not a food podcast it's a food for thought podcast that's hilarious podcast. it's
1: also not a harry styles podcast even that's basically what my no my i'm gonna take this back my tiktok is not a harry styles tiktok account because although i am a fan like i don't want to be crazy and obsessive i am highly inspired and would like him to hire me so, yeah, I
0: was gonna say, I feel like your tiktok's like a culture talk. Like, hey, that's awesome. know, It's just culture talk. Thank
1: you. I will take that. Ah, real quick, I know we're gonna get started, but did you see? I texted you that Gays, yes, word. your video. Oh, uh, do they like your video? It, I don't know if it's like actually their account because it didn't have any videos posted, but like, why else would someone have a, <laughs> an account called Gays the Word? <laughs> So that was cool.
0: Yeah, that was pretty fun. Oh my god. Also, um, taking it back from books a little bit, so I um one of my favorite podcasts, it's the purcast with three Rs and they just talk about cats, like they interview a new cat. I'm sure uh, person they each had
1: This much like this many years of content
0: to talk about. But yeah, they're going on like their third or fourth yeah. Year. and it doesn't really get repetitive like every cat is so different and like I mean like they end up talking about like the people's like work and stuff a lot too like they have a lot of artists on and so um they do that but I was gonna say um so I follow like both like Stephen Ray Morris and Sarah Iyer on Instagram and Sarah was posting about like oh I don't know if health insurance is worth it like it doesn't even like cover my like it doesn't cover their like dental bills Like, what do y'all think? Is it worth it? And so, like, I just, like, DM'd her and was, like, oh, like, I stopped paying for insurance for Paloma. And I just, like, put that money that I was spending, like, each month into a savings account instead. And then, like, whenever I needed to pay for something like dental bills, like, then I, like, pulled that out. And, like, she actually responded to me. She was, like, oh, that's such a good idea. Like, what's your bank? And I was, like, oh, my god, That's really cool. Yeah, it was
1: cool. Um, Look at you go. That also is a really good idea.
0: Thanks. Yeah, it's worked out well. Because, like, I mean, it's a high-yield savings account. So, like, earns a little bit of money while it's sitting there. But, like, yeah, then because the insurance, like, that really is just for, like, giant, like accidents, right? Or like anything that would happen. Like it didn't no. really cover her medicine that she needed. Like it kind of covered visits, but I don't know. It just it didn't work out for like Paloma specific needs. But maybe if you had like a like much older cat or I don't know. Are you Googling pet insurance right now?
1: I'm Googling high yield savings accounts because I've been looking into those oh. I'm sure that like some of them you can't take money out of very easily.
0: Um, I guess it kind of depends on like what you're trying to take money out to do. So like mine, I have Ally and like I can take money out six times per like transaction cycle. So oh, okay. like six times a month. And I yeah. think that's pretty standard for an okay. account, cool. but they're only like online banks and I think they have like ATMs okay. you can go to so like if you were looking for cash for example that oh be no kind of I'm tell.
1: just like okay, no okay that makes sense I'm just wondering like logistically yeah it is nice to have I'm, I'm a big fan of like separating things in general and having separate spaces for separate like tasks or separate things right so I love your idea about having a separate savings account for in this example pet health care costs right Mm -hmm. but then I'm wondering like and and I'm a fan of the high yield but I'm wondering like I just want to make sure like if I did have to take Velma to the vet like I could just take that money out whenever I needed it right and it sounds like the answer is yes as long as you're not using that account to just like pay for shit every day
0: yeah you would have to like so what I do is I like I put the vet bill on my credit card and then like when I'm like going to pay off my credit card like I transfer the money from my savings account to my checking account nice um so you wouldn't you might have to do it like preemptively if you were trying to use your debit card sure um because it does take a few days like transferring between banks but i think ally also has like you could get a debit card through them and then that'd be a lot faster
1: okay cool so what i'm hearing is our next podcast is going to be about finance a
0: finance podcast yeah, yeah. no yeah. i would check out um nerd wallet they have a lot of really good information like when i was like getting a second credit card i like looked at a bunch of reviews on there and when i was trying to find a bank for a high yield shape savings account um they they're kind of like investopedia or like just whatever like where they like just tell you information but i trust them a lot and it's like very accessible
1: okay because i've i've read their stuff before but have never like bitten the bullet and actually done certain things but i feel like i don't know if we've said this on the pod before but like i finished grad school in may graduated with my mfa so i'm still in sort of this like transition period of things and Mm. i want changes to my like just all my all my shit Oh my shit we're moving into the next phase of whatever this is um so this is actually super helpful and I might be texting you about this later
0: <laughs> yeah no please do like shout out to my friend Caitlin because she um so she does like some finance stuff for work like she does a lot of financial stuff with like small businesses and like enter um entrepreneurs and so she was really one who sat me down and was like look finances let's talk about them and That's like awesome. you- yeah no it was super helpful because like nobody did that with me before and like told me like why it's important to like or like why it could be helpful to get a second credit card even and just like all this like different stuff um that I had never thought of and then like I ended up opening up an IRA account like wow out, and I like made a cd account which is like kind of like a bond but also a savings account. Yeah. So it just like felt fun to like get everything in order and just like before I have a ton of assets, because like I'm also still kind of like starting off like at least just like building like my own wealth. Um besides, I mean we're not gonna go into generational wealth. Like (laughs) but like just before I have like a lot of assets, it's kind of fun to just like experiment with different types of savings and financial That's awesome. I think stuff. maybe yeah. for our birthday,
1: I'm going to request that we video chat for like an hour and you walk me through all of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That sounds like a great like birthday present. Let's cool. do it.
1: Okay. Then we'll, we'll figure it out and report back. Cause a lot of the stuff, like I said, I've looked at or thought about or like half started. Um, but I think it's, I'm a Libra. So (laughs) commitment does not always come easy. (laughs) But I think it's finally time to commit to some of this stuff. So that's cool that you know about it. And I think we should all be more comfortable talking about it with one another and helping each other. Mm -hmm. Right? Because a lot of the ways that these economic systems continue to exploit people is by, um, like, making us feel like we can't share information or we don't have access to information. Right?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So... The more that we can talk about it with each other the more we can all learn um and and you know try to make it work
0: yeah yeah for sure so
1: yes okay well we've had our pop culture podcast <laughs> and our financial podcast um so shall we move on to the book <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah because my brother, my brother's coming. Shout out to Kinley who listens to every episode. Um, is coming over later. We're gonna watch it and make dinner. And I think he's bringing his cat. So our cats are gonna have. Oscar.
0: With, um,
1: yeah, it's gonna be real cute. So <laughs> let's let's talk about the book. This
0: chapter was hefty. Yeah. Wait, you read both chapters, right? Like wait, um, up until part two. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So. We're doing six. Six Oh, I guess wait, is it just six to seven? It had two different flashbacks. Yeah, it went back and forth a
1: lot. Okay. But it was six p.m. to seven p.m. So we are officially done with the first section and the party is upon us.
0: Woo! (laughs) So much,
1: so much happened. I texted, I literally Mm -hmm. I picked up the book. I was laying in bed last night after having gone home from Nashville. The first page. I'm reading the first page. And before I even get to page two, I text Taylor. I'm laying in bed. I pick up my phone. I text Taylor and I say, Kit is deaf <laughs> She is. Like, that's where this is headed. Uh, which is exciting. Um, potentially. I don't even mean, know. We'll see how it goes. But she definitely, like, sexuality aside, she's definitely, like, 19 and figuring herself out. Um, mm-hmm. Which is relatable.
0: Uh, like she's definitely like even if she's not gay I would say she's like queer in that she doesn't that's what I mean yeah oh yeah definitely in that like I mean she's talking about like these women that she's like looked at and admired which maybe that's gay maybe not but like and she's like I don't know like I don't see myself in them but I admire them and she's like well kind of the problem is like I don't really see myself in anyone and like I feel that. Like, I feel like growing up, it was always, like, I never really had anyone to relate to. And, like, just, I felt like I didn't quite fit in, but I didn't know, like, what to look for.
1: Right. I agree with that. I think the reason I'm reading into it and thinking that she is queer as in not attracted to men, but attracted to women, is that, like... (laughs) Like, I completely agree with everything you just said. And I think on top of that, I'm going to I'm gonna read this section. She thought of the girls she'd been drawn to in high school. Juliana Thompson, the captain of the soccer team, who wore bell bottoms and plaid shirts. Or Katie Callahan, the valedictorian, who always wore that headband and ribbons in her hair. Or Vib Lambrose, or Irene Bromberg, or Cheryl Nilsson. But she never wanted to be those girls. Like, that. I'm sorry, that's a lot of girls.
0: <laughs> um, list, also- top of your head... <laughs> like, you thought were cool. And it's not, like, the, like, pretty popular girls, you know? It's, like, the captain of the soccer team, the valedictorian. Like, I love that for and her. And she remembers, like, specific details about all of them. And I'm sure we all have those
1: people, right, that we think about in high school. But at least one thing that I'm discovering for myself is that, I don't, like, there's such a, we've talked about, Taylor and I, you've, you and I have talked about this before, not on the podcast. Like, there's Gay so many are. different types of oh yes that's not where (laughs) I was going with this so hold that um (laughs) like there's so many different types of attraction and Mm. sometimes it can be really hard to tell the difference between like do I want to be them do I or do I want to be with them right or like like that line can be really hard to distinguish especially when you're young and like not sure of yourself um I think it becomes easier to identify as you get older and like more self-aware but what were you gonna say about (laughs) gaydar
0: kind of I guess kind of yeah on the same line like I think everyone that I initially think is like really cool like or that I'm like drawn to like they Mm -hmm. end up being queer okay Marley not gonna lie like remember I told you like I saw you on Facebook first, and I was, like, excited to meet you. Like, I yep. thought you were pretty cute on your Facebook photo, and I was, like, she looks cool. I want to meet her. Wow.
1: Like, maybe had you a tell little, me like... me this now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> like, a little bit of, like, butterflies, like, excited when you, like, responded to, like, one of my comments, like, oh my God. on Facebook. I know. Why? See? Did you not tell me before this? I know I could like, I guess I figured out your sexuality before you did. Like I'm telling you, like it's my game. Fucking everyone. Well, yeah, but like, (laughs) no one told me. (laughs) That's okay though. You came around and you figured it out yourself.
1: I'm Fucking dense. It took a long time, but it's fine. We're here. But like, that's hilarious because for quite a long time, in our friendship, I was always like, wow, I wonder if Taylor ever had a crush on me. But I didn't want to <laughs> ask you because I was like, I don't want to be that friend that asks their queer friend and, like, assumes that she had a crush on me.
0: But apparently, <laughs> <it> was right.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. That's so funny. It was the glasses. Like, My glasses were your rainbow. glasses.
1: Yeah. My glasses were right. once again, someone should have told me.
0: No, but. I think, wasn't it like the green? No. Was it not the green no. glasses? It, the, I, I remember this profile picture. Distinctly. Wait, I mean, yeah, I'm going to pull up Facebook.
1: It, it was like a senior photo that I had taken. So Taylor, you were making
0: like the rice owls. Yeah,
1: I'm wearing like my rice t-shirt because we had taken photos for the yearbook about like where people were going to different school, like what people were doing after graduation. And so I was in my like rice t-shirt with my hair was super long, um, which has been most of my life until like a year ago. And I had rainbow Ray-Bans that I had turned into prescription lenses, which is a hot tip. If you're looking for fun frames mm. and you're not happy with anything that you're finding, look for sunglasses. <laughs> because oh, yeah. every optician will change your lenses.
0: I also you- oh, picture too. Which one was mine? Oh, it was my like senior photo also? Yeah, you
1: had like your big curly hair, which you always have. But like, I think you were it was, wearing like, styled. You're wearing makeup, which you like never do. Yeah. And you had on like a blue like chambray, button up because in 2014 that was
0: the height of. Mm-hmm. That was also my friend Caitlin's. I stole that from her. She oh, gave it to me. That's sweet. <laughs> Um, I was laughing because I'm scrolling back through your profile pictures to find this one. And from June of 2015, you have, like, well, it's a photo. (laughs) I'm scared. I'm really scared. It's um, a photo of you and me, but it was, like, June. And so you put the, like, pride filter on it. So it's rainbow. (laughs) Uh. <laughs> okay. Like, wow, she's such a good ally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whew, dead. My oh my God. Okay. I got to the photo. Yeah. I guess they're rainbow. They're like multicolored. They're like green, purple, blue, red.
1: There's definitely yellow in there. If you look close enough, like, can you just text me okay. a picture of it real quick?
0: Yeah. I would say like they were definitely rainbow rainbow to me I think of like there's a box on your face I don't know how to get rid of this but I think of like it has it's in order like I don't just oh, think of like this multicolored is where, like, for our
1: for our listening audience there it's almost like a watercolory style um, yeah they definitely look darker in this photo they're pretty fucking rainbow yeah I still wear that ear cuff every day Shout out to the ear cuffs. I got it, ran fair. Um, yeah, wow, my hair looked
0: great. Yeah, it's a good photo. Is this this was at rice, right? No, actually,
1: this was my high school courtyard.
0: It looks Uh, the same as rice.
1: Yeah, shout out to this photo. I was cuter in high school than I thought I was. But isn't that true for all of us? (laughs) Uh I I maintain I am much cuter now than I was in high school. Yeah. But I was cuter than I gave myself credit for.
0: That's true. I don't think anyone appreciated my cuteness. Like it was again, like the not fitting in thing. Yeah, and
1: like I didn't dress the way I really wanted to.
0: So now I dress
1: much better. Yeah, that's fun, right? Um, But I also have more access to the clothes that I like. Anyway, wow. Um, (laughs) So you thought I was cute. Have I lived up to your expectations?
0: You're even cooler than I imagined. Wow, that's really nice. So yeah. are you?
1: I wasn't sure how the tuba thing was gonna go.
0: What did I, I play tuba? You,
1: yeah, and I was like, ah, like, is she gonna be cool or is this gonna be weird? <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> You're fair. You're
1: great. You're great. I just never met anybody else who played tuba, and you know, band kids can like
0: really go either way. Yeah. Yeah, or they both go both ways. Like, I definitely have my weird moments, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, same. But like, we're a compatible type of weird. I like to think
1: we're weird, like in a cool way, not in like a like a <laughs> cool way. I don't know. I couldn't find the right adjective there because um, I don't want to insult anyone. Yeah, yeah. We
0: can we can just leave that. But
1: anyway, yeah, I hope we're like weird, like unique and cool and fun.
0: Yeah, not like weird, like giving you like bad vibes. Weird.
1: Yeah, like creepy. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Uh, we're certainly unique. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. So, really wish someone had shown me the lesbian master doc earlier. I really think someone should send it to Kit. To bring it back Wait, I
0: you. still haven't seen this lesbian master dog. Annie was telling me about it. She was going to send it to me. I have not seen it yet. Can somebody please it's send so me the lesbian weird. master dog? I'm going to see
1: what happens if you just Google it. Because I found it through like a link on like a... Fan No. Um, <laughs> I think it was a TikTok. Okay. Because there's a lot of articles about the lesbian master dog that are not the dog. Okay. Hang on. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Do you want to talk about the book for a second while I do this?
0: Um, yeah, I was going to go on a
1: rant about queer culture, but we do it. The book. Do it. Do it. No, go on. Okay, so
0: I oh. think it's like it's
1: honestly curious
0: that my brother's going to listen to this. <laughs> Sorry. He'll love it. Um, yeah. honestly, I feel like a lot of times like queer culture it's not saying you do this or that, like, any of my queer friends do this, but it's, like, if you don't know about something, then it's, like, you're out of the loop and, like, you're not cool enough or, you're like, you're not Mm. actually queer. It's, like, it feels... Yeah. Yeah. And it feels, like, very invalidating. I think so, like, for a long time, like, maybe that was part of the reason I was, like, denying my queerness or, like, not validating myself. Like, especially, like, before I had, like, been in a not cishet relationship, which, like, not saying you need to be in a queer relationship to validate your queerness but like I was invalidating my own queerness and like even still to this day like I didn't know like that like do you listen to girl in red means like (laughs) do you like women like I didn't know that like and it's like I feel like I'm always late to the joke but then like also I never know what's going on in pop culture like that's just kind of like I'm not like up to date on stuff so I guess it isn't just queer stuff but like it feels like i'm missing out more by not knowing queer like i don't even know like Mm -hmm. what's it lil nas x i didn't know he was queer until like i think you and jess told me like years Um, after like the country road song came out that's funny
1: yeah Um, i don't know what to tell you about that one i'm gonna i'm gonna email you a link to the doc yes um that was linked in an auto straddle article.
0: <laughs> I love auto straddle. And I
1: was like, this is a source we can rely on. Um, yeah. So there's that for you. Um, well, yeah, that's interesting because I do think that so much of like the, like your example of like girl in red, like a lot of that is internet culture. And it's really interesting to look at how much, um, of what's reflected on the internet is both queer and not centered in whiteness like thinking about a lot of the language that people use thinking mm-hmm. about words and phrases that become popularized as slang like so many of those things originate from either communities of color or queer communities or both because it's all intersectional right and then it like is disseminated through the internet because there's so like like it's so much easier to access content and create content on the internet compared to what's like mainstream um so i think that's an interesting intersection that like doesn't really get talked about enough because a lot of this shit in terms of like the language and the pop culture of it like i absorb because i absorb so much content in terms of like i am constantly reading listening to music listening to podcasts watching tv watching movies like and i don't mean that in a Oh, my couch potato way. I mean that in a, like, I'm a very active, like, conscientious consumer of content in all these forms, right? Um, And so, like, I think you sort of pick up these things, but really, it's, like, it's it's something I think a lot of us take for granted, but, like, it matters so much, like, what kinds of content we're exposed to. and open to and what kind of things become like quote unquote normal in our lives. Like I was talking to someone, I work a bunch of jobs, but one of my jobs is I work at a writing center at a university. And I've been working with this woman who finished her master's and is applying for a PhD in social work. And her whole thing is anti-racist um, like organizational practices so her focus is eliminating racism in mental health institutions right Mm -hmm. which is awesome and we've we had several conversations about um she was writing personal statements for these applications and we had several conversations about like the kind of language she was using in the statement she kept you know she's like is it okay if i'm saying folks and i capitalize the b and black when talking about black people and She is um, biracial in a lot of her experience. She has both personal and professional experience navigating racist practices in these institutions, which is part of what she's writing about. Um, And so she's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, this isn't academic language. This isn't, you know, your standard sort of like language that you see in essays or in theory or in books. And I have a lot more life experience and work experience than I do school experience. Um, Mm. And I was just trying to like, I don't know, in my opinion, I'm like, that's great. Like, (laughs) that's awesome. Like it's a
0: personal statement. Yeah.
1: yeah, Like, and that's what, if academia is going to survive, like that's what it needs is like more people doing like real work, not just theoretical. Um, And also like, normalizing these language shifts and capitalizing black and using folks as a term when you're talking about groups of people Uh, but like that's not it's not common yet outside of certain circles Um, it's not common in white capitalist like middle america
0: which is is academia yeah exactly anyway that's a bit of a tangent but no that's like that's really interesting you bring that up because like I'm starting to write my personal statements for applying to master's programs and like I was thinking about how I want to like write about the intersection of queerness and like food in my life and like actually thinking about like I recognize this is a separate issue but like thinking about like wanting to write about queerness as like capital q like i am queer but then like making a like lowercase q for being like i'm vegetarian and that's pretty queer as in it's like an odd like not Mm -hmm. given thing to do Mm -hmm. um but that's just a sidebar but yeah maybe i'll give you financial advice maybe you can help me with personal statement stuff hell
1: yeah bud we can trade
0: oh yes i love
1: this Because you can also, like, one angle you could take for vegetarianism, too, is how it's treated in the States. Because there are so many cultures around the world that have, like, vegetable-dominant diets. And it's not Mm. weird. And it's not, like, think about how easy it is to find veg food in Asia. Yeah. Like, incredibly easy. But in certain parts of the U.S., you're, like, a unicorn.
0: Mm -hmm. Right? But that's totally a difference
1: in, like, yeah, um, Western culture right and like thinking about the food industry in america that's so like fucking nuts (laughs) like thinking about how meat is produced
0: anyway yeah no that's why it's like that's why it's so hard like i think especially in like iowa because like so cedar rapids at one point had the fourth largest meat packing plant in the world like in like 1870 something yeah like fourth largest and it's like that's so much meat and it's like of course it's hard to be vegetarian here now. Like of course everybody likes meat. Like that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Sorry, hang on. I stood up for a second. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And thinking about like the relationships of these industries to the American economy, to the way that capitalism functions in the west, and also thinking of specifically about um to take it back to your your high water jumpsuit, like <laughs> global warming, right? Like meat production mm-hmm. is one of the most polluting
0: enterprises globally, and a lot of that shit's happening in the U.S. Right? It's worse than transportation. Like, it makes like more greenhouse gases. Like, cow farts make more greenhouse gases than cars.
1: I think it might be more than just the farts but yes, your point stands. <laughs> yeah, that and like fast fashion um, is one of the biggest.
0: Mm, control yeah. Control,
1: which is a separate thing to what you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, we need to talk about this book. So, yeah, I (laughs) know.
1: No, Uh, I love this.
0: This is really uh, good. This is really nice,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, some nice high-level conversation. Um, So Kit's gay, and (laughs) they cut up her clothes, because she goes to Nina's house. Kit's getting ready for the party, and she's basically like, I don't know how to be hot. I need to kiss a boy. Um, My sister's hot. I'll get her to teach me. (laughs) So she goes... (laughs) She goes, she gets to Nina's and she's like embarrassed, but she works through it, which is cool. Um, She's embarrassed, but she's like, I'm going to, we're going to work through it anyway. And Nina's really kind. And Nina like doesn't try to change who Kit is. She doesn't try to put her in like a tight dress or anything. They even have, there's this line about Kit's like, I don't want to be in high heels. I don't want to be in anything tight. And Nina thinks to herself like, wow, how amazing that is. Like actually know what you aren't. Yeah. Um, it almost seems like Nina's a little envious of Kit's ability to do that. And so they just take, Nina takes the jeans and the t-shirt that Kit's already wearing that she loves, and she crops them. So they're, like, cute, and they, like, you know, show off her figure a little bit more, but there's still things that Kit's familiar with and comfortable in. And then Kit puts them back on, and she's, like, feeling it. She's feeling yeah. it. Yeah. Like, we love that. Like, Nina was, like, that. that's really supportive to me. Like, Nina wasn't trying to make Kit like Nina. She was trying to just make Kit the best version of herself, and she, you know, I think Nina also mentioned something about how, like, you know, she's she felt like she had to protect Kit and shelter Kit for so long because she was the baby, and now she really wants to help her express like all the sides
0: of her personality. Yeah, she feels bad that she didn't like help her explore this earlier and like having these talks with her and like. Well, like she's nineteen. I think it's okay. I
1: think she made it in time. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think better late than never, right? Like Nina was so young herself.
0: That's true, and there was like a lot else going on too to worry about. Yeah, like
1: if that's the worst she did for you know. Yeah. Then, like we're doing okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we see. So wait,
0: what time is your brother coming over? How much like? Well, do I you told to seven thirty, but he's not here yet. So okay.
1: But I think Perfect. what we'll do is whenever he gets here, uh, maybe he'll just join the pod if we're still talking.
0: <laughs> okay, sounds good.
1: So, okay, Nina and Kit get dressed, but um, anyway, oh, Kit, there's this really sweet sort of melancholy moment where Kit is really grateful for Nina, and she tries to offer, you know, she's, like, kind of asking Nina about her divorce, and like, if you need anything, I'm here for you, and Nina you know, tries to, she's like grateful for it, but tries to brush it off. And Kit um, has this thought to herself that too much self-sufficiency was sort of mean to the people who loved you, Kit thought. You robbed them of how good it feels to give of their sense of value. And yeah. I, that's, that, I feel like you and I kind of talked about that a little bit in London. Um, like uh, it's it can be a fine line to walk. Like you don't want to treat your friends or your family members like therapists or make them you know you don't want to dump all your shit on them right but at the same time like if you do love each other and care for each other and are committed to each other you are there like part of that deal is like helping to lighten the load when you can yeah right and so that can be a hard balance to strike um especially if you're someone who like really is like nina and like wants to be self-sufficient and needs to be self-sufficient sometimes it can go too far to where you don't let the people that love you and can't help you and like kit saying like i have the capacity to help you and like i have the you know i'm i'm prepared to do this and i'm able to do this um but nina still doesn't know how to accept that
0: yeah and i feel that i, I vibe with nina on that
1: yeah yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think that's it about that section. And then we go back to 1970. This is such a chaotic episode, but it's it's really nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, as a caveat, can I say this real quick because I don't want to forget it? Yes. I saw on TJR's Instagram today that they have a cast for the TV show version of Daisy Jones and the Six. And they're like actually starting to work on the show. Oh my god! I'm so excited. The whole cast is beautiful. I didn't recognize any of them, but that could be cool. Hopefully, it's like new people, like new talented actors. Um, so that's. We what network is it on? I don't know. I think they're. I think it's going to be a streaming thing because I think the production cool. company has something to do with like Reese Witherspoon.
0: Who did. You
1: know, I think it might be like a Big Little Lies like mini series, streaming something. That's my suspicion. Don't know. Didn't look that far into it, but cool. We have to Progress is being made. Okay, so now we flash back to 1978. Um, oh, and here we learn about how Nina got her big break. We were talking about this last week, wondering like, okay, they're struggling, like things suck, but we know they become rich and famous. Like, when does that happen? Well, it happens in nineteen seventy-eight <laughs> for Nina, at least. Um, so they're struggling, but
0: barely getting by. But but getting by, they're doing mm-hmm. it. They're it. Jay and I mean, Hud graduate high school. Like she's insistent yep. that they don't drop out. Yep,
1: and um, I think Jay like kind of starts surfing and Hud. Gets a scholarship to school. And so Jay and Hud like are kind of surfing and working on photography, but they they haven't had their big breaks yet, but like they're doing okay. Um, Nina's working. um, But then like one day, like she's still surfing, but she's just doing it for fun as like a break for herself. And one day a photographer is on the beach when she's out there surfing. And it's like in a, in a, in a non creepy way, (laughs) is like, you're talented and you're beautiful. You should be getting paid for this. And She's like, ooh, getting paid. She's hesitant at first because she, like, feels weird about, like, I'm gonna go get some guy to, like, take photos of me while I'm surfing. Like, that's potentially skeezy. But the money, um, they need the money. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of money. Um, and so she does it, and then it sort of gets into her, like, fraught relationship with this profession um because then she does a she does all these ads and she does all this stuff but like normally when she surfs she's in a wetsuit but for all the photos they put her
0: in bikinis and then they do this calendar well but before the calendar like she kind of likes like she looks at the photos from like the first shoot and she's like whoa like i'm beautiful like these are like pretty cool and like so she does i think she feels like okay to good about them for a while but yeah then the calendar happens i think
1: it's just some i think it's a tough thing because like it's i think it's a good thing to like think that you're hot Mm -hmm. right and like if people if you like people want to pay you for that like why not profit off of it right like there's a way to like that's not a bad thing and it's not something she needs to feel bad about. But I think what it is, is, like, they take all these photos for the calendar. And the one that, like, blows up, it's purely just because she's hot. Because, like, it, initially, it at least her looks were tied to, like, her as an athlete. Mm. But the photo that gets the most attention in the calendar, she sees it and she goes... I fell off like right after that was taken. Like, that was such a bad, like, I don't know the surfing terms, but she's like, she was basically do, like, she was not doing anything like good. Yeah. From the, like, perspective. She just looked really hot and her swimsuit was like wet and kind of see through. And so she's like, really? Like, this is the one. Like, it's not for my, like, there's no talent being displayed here. There's no, there's nothing else other than like me looking good.
0: But like, she becomes like, the most famous female surfer like in the world right like she's like very yeah. famous at this point and like yeah, this is such a big thing like I don't think any yeah. other women have had this kind of fame in surfing before so like
1: yeah so it's tough because yeah. like, on the one hand that's an amazing achievement and it's enabling her to support her family and give all of them this financial comfort and stability that they haven't had um and she's she is legitimately like earning this success right which is awesome I just think there's a part of her that sometimes wishes it was more for her talent and less for her looks yeah because I think there was one point too right where she was talking to her managers about like competing and they're like, no, don't do that. Because as of right now, like, everyone thinks you're the best surfer in the world. Let's not risk. Like, you might be. You might win. But we don't want to risk you losing. Yeah. Because that might, that, like, kind of ruins the story. Um, which, like, is fair. Um, but just kind of complicated. But she does it. And it's it's a good thing. But it's kind of a gray thing. Like, there's some ambiguity. Um, but it's bringing a lot to the li- to her life and to all their lives. That is good and it is- helps them. Um, and still they still work. do get
0: to have like time together. Like
1: yeah, three, like
0: her three siblings go to shoots with her and that's, like yeah, they're that's enjoying what, like,
1: it Start to like take off is like Jay realizes. Oh shit! Like Nina's getting famous. Like if I'm gonna get famous, I need to like. <laughs>
0: Get good but he's already kind of upset said that he's like yeah. how dare nina get famous before i, I do? know it's
1: funny and then hud too is not hud not in the same way but hud like meets these photographers when he's there like to support nina and that's how he's like oh man like this is what i want to do and so that's when he and jay start really like working on
0: yeah. their
1: stuff too which is cool but um, also
0: just like in general like damn like, Nina and Kit are both, like, we're so good. Like, we have so much to offer, but right. like, they're not given that platform. And then, like, Hud and Jay, it's, like, the sky's the limit, and they don't have to take on, like, the burden yeah. or the, like, task of raising a family or of, like, yeah. even just, like, figuring out their sexuality like, they, yeah. like, yeah. or, like, figuring out who they are. Like, they don't have these other things weighing on them, and they can just be and do. Preach. Oh my god, can we talk about, is it jumping forward too much to talk about Jay and Hud, their interaction in the car? Uh, okay, No, because, no, it's, it- not, it's
1: not, it's not, it's not, it's not, because, um, that's perfect, actually. So, Nina takes the job, Nina's getting famous, and then, um, right after she like has her first big like gig that's when she has the idea to throw the party
0: yeah and so they're like finally the
1: first party but like we sort of see the origins of the famous riva party and then we flash back to reality oops there goes gravity <laughs> um, and we're back in 1983 and jay and hutter in the car coming back from the liquor store taylor take it away
0: oh my god okay so they're like Don't they take someone home with them from the liquor store? Like the guy from the cash register. (laughs) Yeah, he because he like recognizes them and he's like, "Hey, can I come to the party?" Like, nice. Like Jay (laughs) wants to say no. We just keep seeing
1: how opposite they are. Yeah. Say no, and Hud's like, "Yeah,
0: come on, we'll give you a ride." I love Hud. I want to hang. Like, I'm sure Jay's fine too, but like Hud just seems like such a like friend, such a pal. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, this is kind of shitty what he does because he's like. Okay, now's my moment. I'm gonna do it. Like Ashley's gonna show up with me at this party later. That's like I gotta gonna talk tell him about now. her. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey Jay, what if, um, what if I ask Ashley out?" And Jay's like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> and, Manics. Yeah, and like Hud's like, "Fuck, I fucked yep. this up." And yep. Jay, but it's so shitty because Jay, it's not even about like, oh, Ashley was the one who got away. Like I'm so heartbroken from Ashley. Like Cause he's like into Lara, like his new girl, yeah. like he's it's like, he's just jealous. Like he just can't fathom that someone would like his brother, but not him. And like, he can't fathom like being dumped basically yeah. by Ashley. Yeah. Which is so shitty. Cause yeah. like, so and scary. Ashley seem to have like a very like, like deep connection, like a very like, yeah, just a, like nice relationship. But like, yeah, Jay just says no yeah doesn't
1: say why either at yeah. least he doesn't like we get some of his thoughts about it but he doesn't tell hud why He's like, me. i i cared like don't don't do that like that would be so fucked up
0: yeah because like because uh hud doesn't know about lara like they the Revis right. know oh, that jay's yeah. got a new girl but like they don't know like how serious it is I think he's just like I think it's just a hookup I think and so like yeah, yeah uh, that if that. they actually talked and Jay was like no I'm in love then how would be like oh my god me we too so talk you can't about understand. our feelings we're men no. in 1983
1: I know, emotions I know. who is she we don't know her
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm being a little bit reductive <laughs> no no I think that I think you're hilarious Thanks. Um, um yeah Thank you but yeah, the way this yeah. was read, like the last pair, it's always the last paragraph. So it's like Jay got out of the truck, but HUD sat for an imperceptible second longer, processing the facts that he was, to put it mildly, completely fucked
1: yep. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we love the way that TJR ends her, she really ends with a punch, like yeah, which is cool.
0: Okay, now do you want to take <sighs> it back? It's still uh, nowadays, but Nina's- So we're back like, in the house. Yeah, Jay and Hud were getting liquor, and now they're back, and yep. Nina's just finishing up getting ready.
1: And someone knocks on the door, and who the fuck is it but her no-good <laughs> ex-husband- I guess maybe they're not even technically divorced yet. I don't think they're divorced, divorced yet. yet. Who knows? But her estranged husband, the tennis player- he shows up jay does not want to let him in hud wants to let him in to make him explain himself mm-hmm. and so he just sort of stands at the front door and then nina walks downstairs and lets him in because brandon wants to talk and she invites him upstairs and he says i love you nina i want to come home <laughs> <laughs> i hate it i hate it i hate it because this just felt like such an echo of nick and june and that really seems to be something that tjr is tackling in this section like i'm gonna skip over i'm gonna skip over some stuff because we flash back to 19 then we flash back to 1981 where we see how they met and basically it's like brendan seems like a nice guy um but he's fine. He not like terribly in love with him. He's a little like milk toast, but she loves the security that he offers, like emotionally and also financially. Um, and he like loves her siblings and he understands yeah. that they're all a package deal, which is huge for her. So she's like, it's not passionate, but like I love him, he loves me. Like, this is good. This is Look good. Away.
0: Really cool. Can I read how T.J. Yeah. puts it? Um when when she thought of a life with Brandon, her muscles relaxed and breath came easier. He felt like falling into a warm, soft bed and she was so tired. Like, exactly. yeah, she's been through a shit ton. Like, yeah. I don't blame her for wanting just like kind of like a quote-unquote normal life and like easy. right? Yeah, security.
1: Right. And, and Brandon seems, you know, he seems like he loves her. He seems, you know, they don't want exactly the same things, but like relationships have been built on way less um and so it seems good it seems good and so they get married um and then all of a sudden one day right before they're supposed to go on like big family vacations he comes home and just says i'm leaving i've met someone else there's no explanation literally no explanation she's shocked because she's like what the fuck like i thought everything was fine like what uh, what's happening yeah um And then, okay, I want to read her thoughts about this, thinking about, like, the echo of Mick and June in this situation. So Nina had been sitting outside the house, just, like, sort of numb and trying to process what was going on. And then she stood up and dried her eyes, and she thought of June. She'd lived this all before, of course, watching her mother go through it. Family histories repeat, Nina thought. For a moment, she wondered if it was pointless to try to escape it. Maybe our parents' lives are imprinted within us. Maybe the only fate there is, is the temptation of reliving their mistakes. Maybe, try as we might, we will never be able to outrun the blood that runs through our veins. Or, or maybe we are free the moment we're born. Maybe everything we've ever done is by our own hands. Nina wasn't sure. She just knew that somehow after everything that had happened in her life, she had ended up all alone on the front stoop left behind by a man she had dared to trust. And like, if that's not like, I, like reading this, all I could think about was just generational trauma. Right. And how there are these cycles within family lineages that repeat themselves until someone has the capacity and the resources to change them. And that's usually very hard and very painful and can be very isolating. And it's not clear yet if Nina is the one who's going to be able to end that this pattern. Or if she's sort of just going to have to go through it. Um, but that's what I was thinking about reading this.
0: Yeah, I was definitely also thinking about how it's related to June but I was more so thinking about what it was HUD right like HUD was reflecting on this exact same thing of like I don't want to turn into a shit like my dad like when he's like thinking about I think it's like in relationship to women and like the people Uh he's dating and like him and Jay's situation and he's like is this oh yeah because he's talking about like when he's like being nice to people and he's like, he likes small yeah. talk and he's like, did I get this from my mom? Like, am I actually going to turn out to be a shitty guy like my dad? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about his internal That's so dialogue true. about yeah. this. Yeah.
1: And both of them are really questioning, like, is there a way, like, we inherit these things from our families. What do we do with them? How much agency do we have to yeah. change? Sometimes it feels like not much
0: which is also kind of like you and I didn't know this was going to be a theme going into this book, but it's very much something that you and I are both going through like, yeah. recently. So yeah. yeah, it hits home.
1: Maybe it's just like a mid twenties.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Um,
1: I don't know. It definitely is something in the zeitgeist, like in our stories now in ways that I don't think it has been in the past. Um,
0: yours and my stories
1: oh i meant stories in general in terms of like books movies like i don't think anybody was really talking about generational trauma mm. 40 years ago because i think i mean really like operationally trauma has only been in like common language not for very long right yeah in the past yeah. it was associated with basically just like violent injury or like ptsd but still pretty recent ptsd wasn't recognized until maybe 50 years ago right um maybe i don't even know that
0: seems like a lot even seems long right
1: and so to think then about if you know trauma in like family lines and smaller scale traumas that occur over time that are not necessarily big singular violent Physical events, right? Yeah. But I think it's something that people are starting to talk a lot more about now. So I do mean for us personally and, like, the stages that we're in in our lives, like, you and me. But also, um, I do think it is something that, like, big picture our generation is talking about and is making stories about, Mm. too. That's kind of what I meant.
0: Yeah, and, like, you were thinking... Like, I remember you talking about how interested you were going to be in like all the pandemic stories that come out, and like obviously yeah. this is a big version of trauma, like less, yeah. not exactly what you were just talking about with like the no like, small this is like day to day traumas. It, like it's
1: so big, it's going to be really hard to ever fully account mm. for because it has taken so long, and the scope of it is so so much bigger than the hu than human. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, like, literal geography and also time, which is also true for uh, global warming. Um, Yeah, fuck. (laughs) Sorry! (laughs) (laughs) But, just, yeah, it can be, like, questions that TJR ends this first half of the book on, of, like, can... Are we doomed to relive these mistakes that the people before us have made? Or are we truly making decisions for ourselves? And, it, and if we are, I think the implication is that if we are making these decisions for ourselves, what capacity do we have to decide better mm. and do better? Like, that's the question that's not asked. Um, but it does seem like Nina is left with a choice at the end about, because the last word of the, the section is trust, right? Like, she trusted him. She didn't do anything. Wrong. In theory, she did everything right uh, for this relationship, as far as we know. So, like, how yeah. is this, this trauma going to affect her ability to trust and to love and to, you know, be self-possessed? How is this going to affect her? Like, is she is she going to let him back? Is she going to take him back? Because she, she she saw. Her mom take her father back, and saw how that disintegrated. Um, I don't know. I hope she doesn't take it back. I think. That's I a also. I don't think me. she's I gonna.
0: I hope she doesn't, and I don't think she will.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe there's a scenario where people can get back together if a lot of work has been done and like demonstrable change has been made. Mm -hmm. tangible changes then maybe we can get back together right but I think instances like that where that actually happens and two people are still equally interested and newly compatible at the end of all that very rare the blue moon yeah so I don't want to say it's not possible but I think the whole I want to come back I love you and then they say sure come back like that is I don't want to I don't want this to sound bitchy, but I say this with my chest, that's the easy way out to say, yes, I'll take you back. Because that is purely leaning into comfort. I'm taking you back because I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of uncertainty. I want this to be over. I want to go back to the way things were. So you take the person back, right? But like that denies the fact, that requires denying the fact that so much change has already happened And denies so much hurt and involves so much like repressing of things that I fully believe that it only creates further damage. Mm. So that's how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we end the first half of the book. So Brandon is in the house. He wants to come back to Nina. He says he loves her. We don't know if she's going to take him back. Kit uh, is trying to kiss a boy mm-hmm. um, and needs to read the lesbian master doc <laughs> before she does so so that she can make an educated decision. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Jay still has this undisclosed heart problem. So mm. boyfriend could die at any time and like <laughs> isn't telling anyone about it. That's a bit dramatic. But... And then Hud's girlfriend is going to show up um, and that's going to be real awkward because jay doesn't know that they're together and ashley's also probably going to be mad that hud has handled this so poorly
0: yeah also if she just like shows up like even if they say like if they don't say they're together like it'll be like why the fuck is she here
1: yeah i mean it's not it's not gonna go well
0: no (sighs) matter what what's our next section Oh, my wow. God, the party's really... starting. I'm yeah. so excited. Okay, so we're getting into part two, which is 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Do you so think there's going to be, be more flashbacks, or do you think it's just going to be in, like... No,
1: there, I know for a fact there are going to be no more flashbacks, and do you want to know why I know that? Because yeah. I still have all my sticky notes in here from when we originally were trying to break up our sections, and all the orange sticky notes stop at the end of part
0: one. Are orange sticky notes flashbacks? Yes. <gasps> Ooh, okay, nice. Yeah, I felt like I felt like we got pretty caught up like once it went into like Nina and um Brandon's relationship. Like it felt like it sped through a little bit, but that brought us into like modern yeah. days, so that kind of makes sense with her in Well I think back. what's happening
1: now is like so we're gonna we're going 7 p.m. to seven AM. So we're gonna get the whole night of the party, but then More we're gonna get a little bit of the morning after. Yeah. A little. So yeah it's gonna be spicy so our next section is gonna be 7 p.m to 8 p.m which that's is pretty, totally short.
0: pretty short Do you want to do two yeah okay
1: so 7 p.m to 9 p.m
0: so we'll stop at the end of page 206 that's still really short we don't have to do more but i'm like yeah. oh i need more <laughs> i know
1: but like also we talk a lot at that's TV, true
0: <laughs>
1: especially because this is the first two hours of the party
0: yeah, there'll be lots to talk about for sure. Just gonna
1: be popping off.
0: Maybe I don't know. Do parties pop off in the first two hours? I guess this one, like, it hasn't well, even started yeah, yet. and Brandon shows already about showed 10 up. Yeah. The party shows the <laughs> yes, it does. Shit's already popping. <sighs> <Oof.
1: laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Um, but yeah, wow. Um, if you have made it through. All of this episode. Thanks for sticking around. Um, Taylor, Yeah, can you I wanted the to- lesbian master doc in
0: our synopsis? Yeah, we can link it. Can I put up um, your old Facebook photos on That's the Instagram? That's hilarious. Um, which ones? Um, the the ones we talked about. So like the pride one of the two of us, and then you, <laughs> like the first one I, my, the love at first sight one for me.
1: Wow, this is really. We're going to have to talk about this off the of podcast. Um,
0: yes, you can. That was <laughs> a strong... It, it wasn't love. T- you
1: can't take it back. You can't take it back. You said it. <laughs> to clarify, Taylor and I have never dated. <laughs> we have never been romantically involved. We've never been roommates. Everyone thinks Evolve we've been roommates. Never been roommates. Then that's another lesbian stereotype. That That is.
0: Maybe everyone else knew, like... Maybe they all thought
1: we were dating and were trying to be nice about it
0: oh my god
1: I don't know I don't know
0: I don't think so (laughs) I don't think so either but that's pretty hilarious
1: yeah it is um so yes you can put those on there but no we have never dated um I am currently a platonic third wheel in Taylor's relationship
0: (laughs) and having a great time honestly it's like a tricycle though I feel like that's how I feel about it I just don't want to assume that I have a more important role than I do no you're you're very much in it and i'm happy about that and jess like i'm pretty sure they are happy about that too they've never expressed any like yeah y'all get along
1: three of us is mostly jess and i yeah i think if they weren't into it they just wouldn't respond to me
0: (laughs) yeah no y'all get along so well like honestly i'm like i don't think you're gonna run off together but i'm like Am I gonna get put like? Am I gonna become the third wheel sometimes? That's really funny. Yes. Also,
1: (laughs) when I first looked at Jess's Instagram, they look like me. Like our styles. You did say that. Yeah. Did like our styles are super different. I think we carry ourselves differently and have very different personalities, especially now as adults. But like our older pictures
0: on Instagram, bruh. (laughs) Oh, I'll have to look at that because I didn't see that when you you first said that you know because my
1: style is so different from theirs now
0: like you think like facial
1: yeah and body type and body type okay yeah so like if you did fall in love with my facebook profile pic maybe you just found a different version of that in jess the non-binary version of it in jess yeah (laughs) not to make your relationship about me but
0: anyway such a libra it's my birthday <laughs> <laughs> no okay so you've been like posting all these like memes on instagram and like you even told me like it's time for like oh yeah my I've like a meme a day
1: posting a different libra meme for every day of libra season
0: but like jess asked me jess was like is is she gonna post one every day i'm like i know for a fact she is <laughs> yeah I,
1: I think i missed today um because of the concert but yeah Je- i have a folder hmm <laughs> have folder of them um, but anyway okay so yes um, yes the Facebook post
0: yes yeah. I want to give a shout out before we're done um, you were shouting out Kinley I want to shout out Amelia who is Yay! also a huge fan she's been listening to all our episodes and text me about we it we love you yeah and um, check out our Instagram voracious underscore podcasts. Um, because her kitty cat, Miss Kitty, is going to be featured this week.
1: Yay! Here, Taylor, hang on, before we go. That's awesome. We have a special guest joining the pod for just a moment. Kinley's at the door. Yay! Kinley, we're finishing recording the podcast episode. Do you want to say hi? You can listen to yourself at work. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Kinley.
0: I'm our biggest fan. Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know what it is. <laughs> yep. So, shout out to the OG fans, Kinley and Amelia. We love you. Yes, y'all. yes you're great. This is as good a time as any to sign off, so we can get some dinner. Um, Perfect. But yeah, we'll catch y'all on the flip side.
0: <laughs> catch you later. Catch you this has been voracious <laughs> Bye, Kinley. Bye. Bye.